0: Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Free Podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, her biggest fan, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today?
1: (laughs) Yeah. at Pensacola Comic Con and I'm talking to Robert Lazardo. Okay, say it with the accent.
2: Roberto Alfredo Lazardo.
1: Robert Lazardo has been in everything that you can imagine, uh, CSI and um, and movies and you just name it, he's been in it. But we're typically talking about voiceover, so tell me about Scarface. How was that to, to be the voice in Scarface?
2: Uh, at first it was intimidating to know that I had been chosen to be a part of that cast. Um, I think it came about because of the popularity of Nip Tuck and my appearance on the show called General Hospital, a daytime soap opera, played a character named Manny Ruiz. And I think those characters, Escobar Gallardo, Manny Ruiz, made quite the impact at that time and that's when I received the call uh, to do the, voiceovers for, for, uh, the video, for the for the video game Scarface. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to know that I was, you know, a part of this iconic film, you know, on any level. Because I remember growing up, uh, actually growing up, I remember it was the 1980s Scarface came out. I remember seeing in the theaters, and it really, Al Pacino's performance, I think, you know, needless to say, I think it made an impact impact on anybody, everybody who saw the film, I think was affected by not only you know, the quality of the filmmaking, but also Pacino's performance was just, I don't think anybody had seen anything like that before. It was just amazing.
1: Did you do it in a studio or did you do a lot at your home studio?
2: Actually, no, I was, I went to the studio to do that um, and, uh, I do it was ABC? I'm not sure where it was, but I, yeah, I went to the studio and they put me in a, a room that looked like it was built for a, like a fallout shelter, you know, padded cell, <laughs> put a microphone in front of me, put headphones on top of me, and I just basically delivered a series of you know lines. I think I played some kind of like drug runner character, gangster type guy, you know, what a shocker, who was you know talking to uh, either Tony Montana's character or who was a liaison to one of the drug cartel leaders or something like that.
1: Had you done voiceover before this game?
2: I do it it a lot, especially when I'm in Eastern Europe. I like to do it accent because I feel sometimes I'm still a typecast, and I think it's important to get outside the box.
1: Well, tell me in another character, or whatever character you would like, how is it doing voiceover as opposed to on camera? Do you find one uh, more challenging than the other? And and what is the difference?
2: The first time I did voiceover, I think I was about 11 years old. I had a tape recorder, and I used to talk to the tape recorder, and come up with all these different voices and play it back. And all my relatives would be on the floor laughing hysterically because I would create all these discernible characters, you know, these discernible different characters. And and they had to distinguish, like they could tell, they had like each distinguishing characteristics and voices. And it's kind of cool, you know, just to start that way. I had no idea that, you know, fast forward, like 25 years into the future that I'd be, you know, doing it. Uh, But to answer your question about the difference between doing voiceover as opposed to actual functioning in 3D reality, you know, in front of a camera, um, I think it definitely takes a very specific type of talent to manipulate your voice. Also, there has to be content present, you know, your imagination has to be extremely active so that you can integrate the lyric with disposition, similar to like what you do on stage or in front of the camera. Though you're not seen, So, more of the emphasis obviously is on the voice for voiceover, which I would think would be maybe more difficult. But then again, you know, when people are watching your face in front of a camera and paying attention to expressions, mannerisms, and all that, then that also has its own demands, and you can't fake on that either. So, I think both in their own way have something that challenges the artists. But I think, you know, people have different abilities. You know, some people have born great singers, dancers, you know, and some people just, I think, have a natural knack to manipulate their voice. And I think, you know, it's great because, what I heard, there's tremendous money in, uh, in doing voiceover work. And also, with what's going on with media now and, and, and uh, you know, I guess, full-length features being animated, like, you know, Angry Birds, stuff like that, transform movies for kids... I would see a lot of actors. I can imagine there's a lot of work for actors who have that gift to, you know, throw their voice, so to speak, the screen and uh, project their personality or a personality and into a character that looks nothing like them.
0: All right. We'll be right back after this short message. Julie Williams
1: has been a voiceover coach for decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a VO career, refine their VO performance skills, develop winning demos and marketing plans and market themselves in voiceover. She's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches, but don't take our word for it. Let's hear what some of Julie's actual students have to say.
3: In many parts of the world, People drink untreated water. The consequences are staggering. Most people don't know how much they're charged in checking fees. Our customers do, because it's zero. Escape into a tropical adventure, perfect for entertaining clients or just having a night out with the family.
1: Um, I'll take the Planet Earth prospect.
3: Rainforest Cafe. Cool. Where else can you eat a volcano? For the second year running. Mazda has been named the lowest cost to own brand over five years. My name is Stephen James Daber and I want to take a minute or two to talk about how it has been working with Julie Williams and the voice coaching that she offers and how she has helped me Her approach was totally different than all the other training that I've had, and I ended up doing the private coaching with her, and that was the key word for me, the coaching, and getting me ready to the point where I can make a demo. I ended up making a demo with her. She did every aspect of that, from just the recording to the whole full package, and continuing to work with her, she really does come alongside you and helps you learn the voiceover business and helps you to grow in your ability. So I would encourage you, if you haven't checked out Julie Williams, it is definitely time well spent.
1: You can find out more about Julie Williams coaching at juliewilliamscoaches.com or by emailing her directly at julie at com.
0: And now, a few final words from Julie and her guests.
1: I was talking to Dave Finoy earlier about this same thing that a lot of people... Who are doing animation and characters in video games and stuff? They all grew up doing funny voices. They were yeah. like the class clown and, and doing the things that they would actually get in trouble for doing. Yeah. And then those of us who like me, I'm more of a storyteller. Right. And I, my voiceovers that I do are more um, narration. You know, as, as a storyteller, not an announcer, but. Um, the thought of, for me, of getting into it is kind of like, oh man, the last thing I want to do is how to l- learn how to make characters, and yet you guys like instinctively grew up doing
2: it. Yeah, for me, I think it was maybe others. I, I can only really speak for myself, but for me, it was a way to escape my surroundings. I think it's a way to kind of check out, probably the healthiest way an individual can check out using the imagination, and so you know, you you find a way to survive in the world. And I think one of the ways is, is, you know, fantasy. And, you know, the turbulence of the world around you might stronger the, the need to disappear into something that's unreal, but then that becomes the dominant reality because sometimes real life situations are kind of heavy and, and hard to deal with. So, you know, that's where I think people develop this incredible repertoire of characters they can go to because, They've investigated throughout their life ways of, of shape-shifting you know, their their psyche and putting mm-hmm. it other places rather than their immediate surroundings. So it's a way of like it's like Halloween, but with the psyche. The costume isn't necessarily something you you, know, you can put on. You, know, you can play Halloween, put a play dress up, but when the mind starts to figure out ways to reinvent itself as a personality, that's pretty cool. I mean. You know, psychiatrists, I'm sure, I have a field day with that. But I think, <laughs> as an artist, though, it's 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 a necessary rite of passage to work on that part of the mind, the creative center, to be more than what you what you're taught to be. Like you're this. Your name is you know you know Julie. Your name is Robert. So you behave like this. But when you break the, the when you break the when you tear down the hard drive, so to speak, and reinvent it, and come up with all these other aspects of personality based on influences around you or just pure imagination, it could be interesting. Very
1: interesting. The so main, uh, it's kind of like a um, a respite from from who you are, a coping uh, mechanism.
2: I would say that. Yeah, For me, I would say absolutely, yes, it is a coping mechanism, a way to live vicariously through someone else rather than who you've been taught you are by others.
0: We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at Morning Joy at VoEditor.com. And of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.